Are you good? <laughs> okay. On Water Podcast, episode six. Yo, Jamie's on something today. Jamie is on something. <laughs> ah, you're so funny. Welcome back to the On Water Podcast, episode six. Um, we are already on our sixth episode, and that is a lot. Um, uh, I think for for today, um, we're just going to dive right in um, because we talked a lot about announcements in the last episode and all that stuff. Um, but I actually wanted to go through some of the comments that were um, you know, posted from the other clips we had on Instagram and stuff like that. Because some of them are very interesting. And I don't know if, if you, Jamie, if you've read through them or seen them. Um, so you have. But, um, yeah, some of them are very interesting to me. And I feel like um, they're worth kind of going through and walking through. Um, especially the one that uh, is doing very well right now, the one on uh, marriage. I honestly did not. Yeah, I think it's episode three. I never expected that one to do so well. Um because I honestly, episode three was kind of just like a, uh, we had filmed on that day, uh, the two episodes, episodes two and three, we filmed together on the same day. And uh, I felt really good about episode two. Uh, and then episode three, yeah, and episode three was just like, okay, like, let's just film another one just to, you know, and that's the one that's doing really well. And I feel like a lot of people have, um, you know, issues when it comes to relationships and I I wonder why relationships is such a uh, sensitive topic for people um, and I think it's I don't know I well one reason and I think I'm gonna talk about this later too but it's like the idolization of marriage and um, we think that being in because being in a relationship feels so good it does you know to have your person to have someone that you can like openly and like be vulnerable with and it's a good thing and it feels good um but things that feel good usually are very highly idolized um and can replace the you know we can replace god in our hearts and so i feel like that's one of the reasons why um we get so fixated on relationships especially in the christian space you know um me i turned 26 I'm 26 right now I'm turning 27 in a couple months and I think after the 25 year mark just the questions and like the oh like are you gonna like do you have a boyfriend like are you gonna get married like that just it did not stop it uh, I know (laughs) it doesn't end it doesn't end and which is like I don't know it's not very comfortable like it's, I don't feel comfortable kind of answering those things, but you know, those aunties at church, they don't like, they're relentless. Um, I, and, and I know that guys obviously don't get the same like questions and same inquiries as we women do, but, um, I still think that it is something that a lot of us are concerned about and, um, and yeah, I, and I'll, I'll go through some of the comments that we have, um, just to, you know, get us started. But um, one of the the top comments from our from the clip on marriage and dreaming bigger and things like that is um, this one from Ashley. I only have your Instagram handles and so I don't have like all of your names. I'm sorry. But um, this is what uh, she had commented. She said, I was in a domestically abusive relationship for two and a half years. I'm 33 and I've been single for eight years now. I never wanted to be married again or even try to be in a relationship. I dated, but it never felt right. Recently, the Lord convicted me to pray for my future husband, to speak life into my future and stop saying it's not for me. It's not in God's will. It's like the Lord has been awakening a desire in me for this new season, motherhood and homemaking. I never thought it would be me, but God is working it out. Praise God. Um, I say praise God because not like 
because like, oh, like marriage is the goal and now she wants to, you know, pursue marriage. That is not the reason why I say praise God. I say praise God because she is now not bound by the the insecurities and fears that came out of her domestic abusive relationship, right? I think that the blessing that came out of this testimony was the fact that to be in a domestically abusive relationship for two and a half years of your life and to like build up that hope again, to trust another person, to say like, okay, like even though like I have been treated badly by someone, even though I've had my trust broken by someone to be able to say, you know what, like I have hope for the future and I have hope that God's going to give me someone who will, um, one, walk me through the, the, the heartache and the brokenness that I have been going through through somebody else. I think that that is like, that there's definitely some healing there. Um, I know that you said that you've been single for eight years now. Um, but I'm guessing that God has done major heart work within those eight years that he has moved you and grown you in your personal and your uh, interpersonal relationships with people. And you can see that, that even though she said the Lord convicted me to pray for my future husband, um, it took steps to get there. It really did. Um, and to say that it's not for me or it's not God's will. Um, that's like, I think it's because of the pain that we feel that we, we don't feel like anything good is going to happen. Um, and it's kind of bringing my psych background in here. Um, when we are, our brains actually are like, even though we might not be aware of what happens with the brain, the brain is very smart. And so when there is a continual pattern, when we have a learned behavior, it is really hard to break that learned behavior. Um, for instance, like like I said, like if you're in a domestic abusive relationship, what you will learn over that course of the two and a half years is people are not trustworthy. When you're vulnerable, people will use that against you. Or even things about yourself, like you're not good enough or you're you're deserving of this abuse, right? It Like these are things that, are reinforced by also someone that you trust. Like in a relationship that is abusive, you you are giving messages and you are learning all of these these things about um, the world and about yourself and it's being reinforced. How are you supposed to get out of that uh, unless you have other things re- reinforcing the opposite message, right? And um, I, I want to applaud um, anyone who has gotten themselves outside of an abusive because the fact that it lasted two and a half years and she was able to get out of that that's a huge thing um because i think that we get so lost in what we think is true by what's being taught to us and learned over the course of a long time um that is hard it's hard to move on and move forward from that but um i want to say praise god for um not just taking you out of that circumstance, but also showing you that there's something more, uh, that there's something better and something good for you in the future. But yeah, so I'm very, very happy that um, Ashley, hopefully that's your name, not just your Instagram handle, but I'm really, really glad um, and happy that that you, at the end, you say, I never thought it would be me, but God is working it out. God is working it out in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. There's, here's another one. Um, it says, I don't know. Being married seems so hard. (laughs) Even if you get the best person, you still have to be in a relationship and go through difficult things with them. I'd rather just be in peace. Right. The person who loves singleness. And you know what? Um, yes, I agree with this. I Like, it's true. Um, there's a reason why being single uh, 
can be such a safe space and such a comfort zone for people. Because being in a relationship is hard. It is hard work. And it's because the essence of a relationship is sacrifice. Is when you're in a relationship, you need to sacrifice your time, your energy, your your money, you know, in that relationship. And when you're single, you can just do anything you want. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have to think about anybody else. You don't have to consider anybody else. You can just live the life that you want to live. And you don't have to be accountable for someone on a daily. And that feels good. But just like how we said earlier, just because it feels good, doesn't mean it's good for us. And I think that um, what God wants for us is for us to experience the the as much as we can the depth and the the intensity of love that He wants us to experience in this life, because He is love, and He wants us to experience Him and experience who He is to the depths of uh, how we can in in this world, and. A relationship, a committed relationship with someone is one of the greatest ways we can experience the love of God. Not only in the good times, but in the bad times. It's when we feel like we are are, um, are clashing and we have tension, but there's forgiveness, right? When we screw up and we do something bad and there's mercy, right? When we are, are brokenhearted and we feel shame and we feel comforted. That's what we feel like when we're in a good and healthy, committed relationship. And that's what God wants us to feel. Yes, singleness is a vibe. <laughs> and singleness is fun. Um, and I feel like there's, and also singleness comes with a lot of perks, even for kingdom work, right? Like, to be able to go out and do whatever you want and not have to, you know, consider a family or a, a spouse. That comes with a lot of freedom. But doesn't mean that it's better or worse than being in a committed marriage relationship. And I'm sorry to this person. Um, it, it might seem yeah, it might seem a little harsh. Um, but she said, I don't know, being married seems hard. What about the Christian life is hard? <laughs> like, obviously, it's not going to be easy. It's it's going to be difficult. Like, marriage itself is hard outside of the Christian context. It, within the Christian context, it's so much harder. It's so much harder. Because that's the thing. You have the conviction in your heart to be, like, beyond sacrificial. And to, one, to obey the image of what marriage is supposed to look like within the context of how God created it to be. And that is a little bit um, controversial in our world, right? Um, and what a, a what a wife is supposed to be like and what a husband uh, the, what the roles of the husband and wife are supposed to be like, that is very controversial um, in our world, but that's something that we need to remain steadfast in and that's going to be hard, right? If you are, if you're choosing to be single and you feel the conviction to be single because that is what, that is God's plan for you to, to be the most, that is your role within the kingdom is to, to do ministry and to live your life out as a single person, pop off this. We love that for you. But just because, oh, this is difficult and I'm scared that it's going to be bad. And I'm scared that it's not going to work out for me and not opening your your mind um, and your heart to a possible relationship that God has in store for you. I just think that's fear. And, um, and that's not walking in faith. And that's kind of what I was getting at in the video, right? Um, we need to, like, we need to see that, that, the things that are good for us that come from the Lord, they are good for us. But they're also going to be hard because we need to rely on his strength to do it. Because anything that's good um, that comes from God, it is going to be so great. It is just going to be beyond our imagination. 
And we cannot provide that for ourselves through our own strength. It needs to come from God. When you say, I'd rather just be in peace, I'd like, I would encourage you to reflect on that statement. Is it really peace um, or is it fear? And staying in your comfort zone because you're scared. I don't know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just a thought, you know, just a thought. Um, anyways, um, another comment we got from, I think it, it's Isa or something like that. Isa laughs, point two two. I don't know, that's her Instagram handle. But she says, it's so funny that knowing God can do something and having the hope that he will are two different things. Let me read that again because this is, this is good. It's funny that knowing Knowing God can do something and having the hope that he will are two different things. Something I've had to learn recently. And that is completely true. That is the difference between faith and no faith. Is that you can know things. You can you can know that God, yeah, God is the creator. God is, you know, he can, you know, mold people together. That he can create great relationships. He can... He can do so many great things. He is an amazing God. But will he do that for real? Will he do that in a way that is tangible? Will he do that in my life? Will he do that in the lives of the people around me? Right. And I kind of like want to uh, like use a different example rather than relationships. It's like healing. And I know I know healing and physical healing is just something that people are, that some denominations and some people uh, don't believe what can happen in this life. I disagree. I think our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he was a healer and creator from day one. And he, Jesus was a healer and creator when he was here. Um, and he continues to show that through the Holy Spirit work right now. So, yes. Um, and I know that that it's kind of, for me, I think it's kind of crazy that people think that that's a very controversial statement. I don't know. That's just on me. But like, healing uh, in general, physical, mental, spiritual healing, restoration, um, the fact that God can do that. We all like, yes, like, like when we talk to somebody else, it says, yes, God can heal you. Yes, God can. I know that God can, can do that. Um, but to actually believe that that's something that can be done in my life is so difficult because it actually, it doesn't take faith to tell someone that God is good. It doesn't take faith to say, yeah, oh yeah, God can do that in your life. It takes faith to believe that that's actually going to happen in my life, you know, because then I have to hold accountable for that, for that belief. And, and when we start praying about it and we, we start having hope for it, um, it's different than just like knowing that God is a healer, knowing that God is a sustainer. Um, it, it stops being head knowledge, but heart knowledge, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like there, like we, um, we need to change from knowing that God can do stuff to um, having the hope that he will. Now, <laughs> this comment is a little bit spicy. Um, <laughs> it's a little spicy. Um, but I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to skip it just because it has profanity in it. Um, uh, Shauna underscore D underscore L. So I am just going to say exactly what she wrote. Uh, if you don't like profanity, cover your ears because, yes. Um, so uh, this is what Shauna says. Shauna says, God doesn't give a shit, at least not about me having a person. My relationship with God will never be good specifically because of this. All right, Shauna. Let's, let's, let's have a little chat. <laughs> My relationship with God will never be good specifically because she doesn't have a person. So you're reducing your relationship with God, the almighty God, the creator of the universe, the one who is omniscient, omnipresent, um, the God of everything. You're reducing your relationship with him to 
a romantic relationship. So if you don't have a romantic relationship, you're, you're cut ties with God. Like, and, and I honestly believe that actually reduces your identity. God is not just someone who just gives you stuff or, or does things for you. He is the ultimate reason for your being, for your purpose. And if that is just simply reduced to a romantic relationship and the lack thereof, I, I think that it is is minimizing it to something so small. And this is this is weirdly um, a perfect example of idolization of rom- uh, romantic relationships uh, and idolization of marriage um, because you're putting marriage and a relationship so high up on a pedestal that you're thinking like, if God doesn't provide me this, God obviously doesn't care about me. God obviously doesn't, give a shit about my life because I don't have my person but you having a person does not is not a reflection of what God feels about you or what your relationship with God should look like your relationship with God should go beyond whatever you have in this life it is the one thing that should be sustained it should be the one thing that is a solid foundation even if the things around you don't look the way that you want I don't think your your relationship status should change the way that you see God and the way that you feel like God sees you. So okay. Shauna, I want to uh, I want to let you know that God does care. Uh, God does care about you and he actually cares about whether you are in a relationship or not. He actually cares about whether you have your person or not but it just comes secondary to your relationship with him. You having a person is not the priority and it shouldn't be the priority. Your relationship with God and and how he sees you as you not attached to somebody else, that is what God cares about as, as the Holy Spirit convicts. Allow him you know, to show you that he is he cares more for you than you do for yourself. He knows what's good for you more than you do yourself. And so allow him to be the person who speaks life into you and to show you what what you what is good for your life. So yeah. Um that's just kind of what I wanted to speak on with Shauna. Love you Shauna. <laughs> um and now I have gotten multiple uh, comments on this video about um, age uh, because in the video I say, oh, yes, like dream bigger with God because um, God wants more for you and specifically about marriage. And um, Fanny.TWNS, I don't know what your name is, but uh, F-A-N-I.TWNS. Uh, so she, I think it's a she, yes, she says, I'm 31. I always think that it's already too late and too old to be in relationship. And Abigail also says, I'm 31 and too busy. I'll probably be when I'm 60. And, (laughs) um, there's a woman, honest, gentle, one, one, one. Um, she says, and this is a little bit longer. She says, I think that's a very wonderful testimony. God bless her, me. However, I'm not trying to be rude. I would like to know how old is this person? If you are in your 20s and early 30s, I think anything is possible. I'm in my mid-30s, close to being 40, and honestly, I don't see that for myself. I came to realization that I'm going through a lot with trauma and other personal things. I'm exhausted. I don't want to meet anyone. I'm pretty much over it. So it looks like age um, has plays a big part in whether someone is going to find their person or find a significant other. Um, and I want to bring it back to Bible, y'all. Um, I want to bring it back to Bible uh, because 
how many times in scripture does God do the impossible or does out of the scope of our belief outside of our age? When did Sarah get pregnant with Isaac? <laughs> I don't know, but she she was dusty and and she was <laughs> old, bro. <laughs> Like she was, um, she was dry as a desert down there. She ain't gonna make any babies on her own. No way. <laughs> no way. Mm -mm. Not in her own strength, not in her own age, her, at her age, having eyes. No, like it, it's close to impossible. She's still a kid. Hannah, when she had Samuel, she was barren. I don't know how old she was, but she was pretty up there because uh, Penaya, I think, yeah, that was her name. Um, the the other wife had a bunch of kids and she didn't have and she was the first wife. So get, I don't know. I think that she was pretty up there. Right. Um, but she still had Samuel. Right. Um, and I think that like, even, honestly, so much of of Bible tells us that age, race, um, mobility, like none of that is a obstruction to what God is going to do. Right. And if God desperately wants us to experience his love and experience the love that he, that we can experience in this life and through other people, um, our age doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, like, I, and, and I understand. Okay, I understand. Like this woman, she says, I, I want to know how old I am. I am in my late 20s. So I'm still pretty young. Um, but I, I, I think I stand by the fact that God's plan for people is not on a strict timeline. It's not on a worldly timeline. Um, just because you're in your thirties, forties, even fifties, that's not God's timeline. Like he, in the world. Yes. Right now in our world, in our Western society, we have the idea that like, by the time you're in, and I'm going to start early, like by the time you're in like high school, you should already have had your first relationship, you know, have your first kiss and you know, all that stuff and have some experience. And then in university, you have your first like real, like in like strong, like long-term relationship, but it's never going to work. And then after university, you, you go into the workforce, you meet a bunch of people, you meet your person by the, your mid twenties, you get married by late twenties, early thirties, you have kids and then you live with that person for the rest of your life. For the next 50, 60 years, you're with that person. And that is the cookie cutter thing that the world has given us. That's not God's timeline. So I don't know what we're saying. Like, oh, I'm 30, I'm 40, and um, I'm not going to have like a future family, a future person. That's not how God works. He has perfect timing. He has perfect timing and he he literally knows when you lose one hair. He knows when the perfect timing that you're going to walk by someone or you're going to meet someone at, at an event or when, I don't know, you're driving and you get cut off by someone and you miss like a, an exit. Like he knows every detail of what's like, he knows the big stuff and he knows that very little details about your life, but he also knows what's good for you. Don't you want to entrust your life into someone who knows everything, who knows what's like, what relationship and what connection is going to be good for you. And when you leave it into the hands of him and his timeline, you're not going to worry how old you are. You're just going to trust that he knows at what point you're going to find a person that is for you. The one thing that I, I always fear is um, people assuming their relationship status as a sense of their worth. Right. And it gets dicey because people, I, I know people who are up there in age who have actually never been in a relationship or have never had their first kiss. 
or have never, you know, actually they've had situationships, but they've never dated somebody. Like I've, I know people like that. And, um, for some reason it, it affects the way that they don't feel like they are someone who is lovable. No one wants to actually be with me. No one wants to actually commit to me. No one actually wants to, you know, sacrifice for me. And, um, and I can understand why, because that's the thing. We're supposed to be a reflection of Jesus to one another. And the thought that, oh, everyone else is getting in these relationships and being committed to, and I'm not, it could mess with you and make you believe that um, you're not someone that is, um, that someone wants to love. But that's why we need to be grounded in our relationship with Jesus. Like it's uh, like we need to be so grounded in the fact that Jesus committed to us first before anybody else, before any person commits to us or says they love, they love us or wants to be with us. Jesus did that first. And so our, our baseline is not zero. Our baseline is not unloved. Our baseline is loved by Christ and other people can choose to be that reflection or be that person for us. But our baseline is, is our, our identity is founded in the fact that we are loved by God first and we are created loved by God first. And I, and I want to, um, just encourage a culture within our Christian circles, uh, that our relationship status is, something that is one a gift like if we get in a relationship that is a gift but it is not a the baseline of where we find our value in our identity sounds good (laughs) sounds like a plan i think so but yeah okay i'll move on to another comment Um, this is i think it's jasmine i think her name is jasmine because it's her her instagram handle is cowgirl jazz Um, This is what she says. She said, hard, really hard to face the fact that you've got big dreams for marriage. I'm pushing 30, lol. (laughs) I don't see it happening if I'm being honest. It's a possibility, but a less likely one as time goes on. Again, rewind that. Rewind what I just said. Anyways, Christian men, never take a second look at me. I will tell you right now that's a lie. I will tell you right now, that's a lie. It says, Christian men never take a second look at me. They do. They're just shy. Uh, I'm just a nice friend and someone who's lovely. Nothing dateable. I'm passed over anyways, and no one listens to me when I tell them this. I'm very hard-hearted now, to be honest, and the idea of having to put any more effort in exhausts me. Unfortunately, no one listens when I tell them this. They try, but no one gets it. At my age, the only viable option left is online dating, and it's pretty slim picking. It's either get overlooked or date men who have no emotional intelligence and want a second mother. All right, my girl. I mean, you spoke some facts right there. Right. I stand by the fact that um, when you say that Christian men never, uh, never take a second look at me, I highly doubt it if you go to a church i think if you go to a bigger church with like a lot of people and people that you don't know yo men their eyes be looking (laughs) trust me trust me their eyes be looking they just don't know what to say honestly the one issue i have with christian men when it comes to like them pursuing women they're so weird about it they are so weird about it they're like i have I have seen and heard about men who would just like, I feel like God is telling me to ask you out on a date. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. The God told me. I can't. And you know what? Like, I, I, I think that it's so, um, like, I know we always laugh about, like, the guys who say, oh, God told me that you're going to be my future wife. I thought that was, like, a joke until I actually saw it happen. And I actually was like, oh, my gosh. These men actually believe, like, 
God has set on my heart that that you're going to be my future wife. And maybe, maybe, I don't know. But um, I think it's a very weird way to approach it. I think even if God tells you that this is going to be your future wife, don't just go up to the girl and be like, you're going to be my future wife. That's like, that's not, that's not spiritual. Like, no, it's, it's not that you're spiritually inept. It's you're socially inept. The fact that you got a, a word from the Lord. Oh yeah, this person is going to be someone who is for you. And then you just go up and tell them that's just socially, you, you need to change some stuff up. Um, I think that you can maybe after you've had a conversation with her, be like, oh, the reason why I'm pursuing you is because God has given it maybe a little bit late, but like right off the bat being like, it sounds like a trap. It sounds like, hey, God told me you're going to be my, my future wife. So like, and imagine the girls like, so if I say no to dating you, is that me being like, is disobeying the Lord? Don't put her in that position. All right. To the, to the guys out there who do get that revelation from God, who, like God says, oh yeah, like this is going to be uh, my person. God, God gave me that revelation. Ease into it. Like it, when it says in Proverbs where uh, every prophecy, test it, test it. Be like, okay, God, like I really feel like you're telling me that this woman is my person. Ask her out. Ask God to open doors. Ask God to soften her heart. And like, you know, pursue but don't be weird about it. <laughs> All my brothers out there, I love y'all. Um, but anyways, uh, that this is completely different. Sorry. <laughs> I'll go back to the comment. Um, yeah, you She's said, at my age, the only viable option left is online dating. And it's pretty... That's not true. That's not true. There's always a way. When someone says the only option... Usually that's not the only option. <laughs> when you say the only option is online dating, not true. Not true. Especially if you are surrounded by a Christian community. And let me talk about um, just our world, online dating and, and how to date in the Christian space um, and how to meet people. Because I think the reason why people think online dating is the only option is because they are not meeting people. And one are like, because of the accessibility of technology, um, that was kind of crazy. Um, because of the accessibility of, of technology, we think that, oh, online dating is the only option because we don't really have anything else. Um, but that's the thing. A lot of, of what we do as Christians have to do with community. And a lot of the ways that we experience God is through community. And if we open ourselves up to do things within our Christian community, we will find people who are like-minded, who are kingdom-minded, that we are able to, you know, build connections with, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships. If you want to be able to connect with, uh, with other Christians, whether it be for friendship or just community or a romantic relationship, whatever motivation you have, if your desire is to connect with other Christians, go to Christian spaces, attend events, start saying yes to a lot more things, go to small groups. Um, if, if your friends are going to a Christian event near your city, go and, and expand. Um, build connections and be encouraged by each other. And I think one of like, there's a girl at my church. Um, I won't say her name, but she is so like <laughs> eager to connect people. And she is so eager to connect people specifically for relationships. And she's like, she's like, do you know this person? Oh my gosh, you got to talk to this person. <laughs> and like, it, it's, it, once you're just surrounded by other Christian people, they'll be like, oh my God, do you know this person? And they see your heart of desire for the Lord. I think the one thing that uh, people say is most attractive is their fervor for Jesus. When it comes, when it comes to uh, Christian relationships, it's like, yeah, this person loves Jesus. This person is like, like is, is head over heels for the Lord. I think that is um, kind of what you want anyways. And, and you just need to 
work towards finding a greater Christian community. Um, and I know you're saying like at your age, uh, it's not that easy. And I know that it's a lot more easier to build connections with, um, with people like at a younger age. Like I understand when you're like in your twenties, it's a lot more easier to like go to events and go to things like that. You don't like, maybe you have a family. I don't know. You, uh, it, uh, you said that marriage, you didn't say kids. I don't know. I know people have kids and not be married. I don't know. Maybe you have other responsibilities. Maybe you're taking care of parents. Maybe you're like, I, I don't know what your situation is. But I would start praying that God opens up doors for you to be able to reach out and to uh, connect with other Christians on a deeper level. And um, and then you'll realize that online dating is not the only option for you. Um, I honestly think that online dating, everyone's like, oh, yeah, but online dating, like I know people who have like met their future person on online dating platform. I'm like, OK, good on them. But I think the um, the basis of an online dating platform is like, this sounds so bad, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, people who are on dating platforms, it, it's dating platforms are meant to be superficial. They're meant to just look at people on a surface level and to look at people's like the way they look and say yes or no. I think that's very shallow and I think I think that if that's the beginning of a relationship for you I don't if that is the seed that is sown in the beginning of the relationship what kind of like fruit are you going to bear if shallowness and if if um, physical attraction and if superficial connection is the seed that is sown in the beginning of your relationship what fruits is that going to bear that's my uh, that's my ideas on on online dating. I would rather just trust that God is going to send me the person. That's just me. If you do bring yourself to date people, even if you don't think you are dateable, if you do find yourself dating someone again, I encourage you to put on a a armor of of um, well armor of God, yes, but also. Um, just guard your heart, but also be willing to um, to stand firm in in um, being that image of Christ to whoever you're dating. Because it's not just like, okay, I'm sitting here in an interview. It's like, oh, are you going to serve me the best that I need? It's also like, how can I be that person for you? Right. And that's the that's the whole point of relationship is to sacrifice for one another. And so I hope that you you're able to experience that at some point and um, and also be very um, be firm in your identity in Christ, um, because. But the way that you're speaking over yourself in this comment, it doesn't sound like you're hearing the voice of God, you're hearing your insecurities. So I, I hope that you um hear what God has spoken over you, um, that you are someone who is, who is someone who is worthy of love that is fully committed and, um, to be in a loving relationship with someone. So that's my hope and prayer for you. Um, now I'm going to do two more comments and then we're going to wrap up, but, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Alicia. Yes. Alicia. No, I think that's your name, Alicia. Um, marriage is not the solution. If you are alone, stay that way. Staying that way is for a reason. I forced myself into marriage because I thought that that'll make me happy. Biggest mistake of my life. Sometimes God doesn't have a plan for you to get married. Listen to him. I wish I did. Amen. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Marriage is not the solution. Solution for what problem? Marriage is not like... What is the problem that you're using marriage as a solution for? If marriage, marriage is a gift, not a solution. Um, if the problem is insecurity, if the problem is loneliness, if the problem is um, feeling um, unloved, if the, if the problem is feeling unstable or feeling, if, if the problem is feeling like you are not worthy, 
The solution is not marriage. The solution is God. Marriage is a gift to help reinforce the truth of what God has already told you. So, um, Alicia, I completely agree with you. Uh, the fact that you force yourself into marriage because you thought that will make you happy. If the problem is you're unhappy and you go into marriage as a solution, you're looking at the wrong textbook. <laughs> wrong answer key in the back of the book because, um, like we said, marriage and relationships are hard. They're going to be hard. It's going to make you miserable, actually. Um, but there is, there is joy in suffering and sacrifice when it's out of love, right? And it's for love. Um, yeah, and sometimes God doesn't have a plan for you to get married 100%. But that's the thing. It's not about whether God has a plan for you to get married or not. It's whether your heart posture is pushing away marriage or pushing away relationship out of fear or if you're actually embracing the plan of God for you not to be married. God might not want you to be married or God might leave it open, but you're just scared of marriage and so you're pushing it away. You just have to look at your heart posture for it, right? All this to say, so I talked a for a long time, um, but um, honestly, this is just the beginning of um, just the whole relationship conversation. Um, more than anything, I feel like relationship is just a, uh, relationships and romantic relationships are just a part of um, this conversation. I think majority of this conversation was about relationship with God. Because I think a lot of the issues that we have when it comes to understanding the role of romantic relationships in our lives has a lot to do with our understanding of what God wants for us and our relationship with God and how God sees us and how we see God. And well, one, I want to thank everyone who commented and who shared a little bit of vulnerability with us because I know that it is difficult uh, to do that. And um, and I want to say that um, there's a reason why relationships are such a difficult thing um, and such a it can be such a blessing, but it can also be so destructive. Uh, and it's because the loss of love and, and um, loving someone or trusting someone and then it being broken is one of the heart, most heartbreaking and, and life-altering things that can happen to us. And one, that is why God mended our relationship with him because he wanted us to experience his love. And that's why he gave Jesus to us. That's why He Jesus suffered on that cross and died and resurrected because God didn't want us to experience the loss of love that it feels like to be away from him. The thing is we experience to a small to a more smaller degree the loss of love when we do that towards each other, when we hurt each other, when we sacrifice for each other and we love each other and then it's broken. And it can change the way that we see people and the way that we see life. We see comments of people completely giving up on their relationship with God because other people hurt them. We see people give up on the possibility of a loving relationship because other people have hurt them. But we also see testimonies of God restoring that faith and that hope in a good relationship because he is showing that to them, right? Because he revives and he restores and um, he's able to change our paradigms and our understanding despite the sinful um, nature of others and ourselves. He's able to restore that hope. And yeah, I, I, I know that marriage and our relationship is not the be all and end all. It is a gift. It is not a solution. And so um, our, our main goal is to, one, be in faithful relationship with the Lord, but also accept the gift if he gives it to us. Strive after the Lord. See what he has in store for you 
and know that God wants you to have good gifts. And so if you feel in your heart that God has given you the desire of marriage or he's exposed to you the fear you have of marriage or a romantic relationship or a strong committed relationship, start praying. Right? Start praying over over these things and um, and put your hope in the Lord and what he can do in your life. Because going back to the beginning, what we talked about, relationships feel good, you know? You know that, like, butterfly feeling? It's like you get to have your person. It is a good feeling. It's not something that is something that God pushes away. It's just, it cannot be idolized before God. And it cannot be something that you take into your own hands because you feel like that's good for you. It needs to come from the good God who knows what's good for you. And it needs to come from him as a gift from him. You do not take gifts. They are given to you. And so you can, just like how you can ask your parent, God, like, give me this for Christmas. Give me this. And you can ask your parent for what you want. But you cannot demand it or say, this is what I need. This is what I want. And so give it to me. He will not give it to you if he knows that it is not good for you. And so wait for his time. And no matter how old you are, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, God's timing is the good one. And rejoice in what he has for you now and hope for what he's going to give for you in the future. And don't let your insecurities get in the way of that. So that's it. I hope that encourages you and and um, riles you up to go to Jesus and and be on your knees and um, and wait for, for him to reveal so many good things for you in your life. Uh, and you all you need to do is focus on fulfilling and obeying his will. So, yeah. If you have any more comments or uh, if you have any testimonies of, of how God has um, lifted you up from hopelessness and lifted you up from uh, a lack of, of faith and... Um, and showing you how he provides, please share it with us. <laughs> uh, either comment on, or you can DM me. Uh, maybe I'll do another one with DMs. You can DM me on the Instagram, or you can um, leave a comment on the YouTube channel. I don't know how else people can interact with us, but please do. I love to read your comments and all the fun things. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, if you have things that you, you want me to talk about in other episodes, let me know. And that's it for today. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. And bye. Bye. <laughs>